Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Soul Rollers podcast. My name is Jackson Gage. I'm here with William Dennis, a.k.a. Turner Smiles. And uh, we're here to speak about jujitsu life and self-mastery as we are every week, except for last week. Uh, we skipped a week. Uh, we had some stuff going on. So that happens once in a while. Um, no matter how hard we try to get connected on here, there's a lot of shit going on. William's about to have a child. He's actually the one pregnant. Um, so that's a big deal. That's a big deal in the Dennis family. Um, you know, new job stuff like that so lots going on but uh we're still connecting and, and making it work so still training too yeah um and yeah follow us on instagram soul rollers underscore jj and yeah man just been uh just been getting some training in the last few days i think i took a few days off too i don't know what happened but i took a few days off too sometimes you need to man sometimes it's good to just take a few days off well at least for me because my body gets fucked up you know like i'll take a week off and i'm like oh fuck i can move you know like i can move my my grips like you know you close your fist it doesn't hurt quite as bad you know you wake up in the morning you're like oh it's only 30 percent fucking miserable pain right now but uh but then you start forgetting shit that you were learning and you got to get back at least me you know, I know you took like a little bit, little bit of time off and uh, how was that? And then you go back. My cardio always goes away in a week. It takes me a year and a half, two years to build up my cardio. And then I take off three days and I can't breathe after one fucking roll, you know, and I eat good and fucking work out every day. So maybe it's a mental yeah, thing. It is a mental thing. That's what I'm learning. Cause like I said, in the last episode, talking about my coach is like, Hey, what's the mindset when you're saying, oh, I'll just start on the bottom, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, this last week I was really, we're still working on passing. And so, uh, I rolled with him yesterday and I'm like, Nope, I'm i uh, I'm going to pass. And so I really worked on trying not to get swept and really working on changing my grips and resetting. And, but man, you get tired trying to pass, you get exhausted. It's like my legs were burning. I was tired, but I'm like, reset, let's go. Come on. And just kept, you know, tired is a thought tired is just a thought. And I can listen to that thought and I can live into it or I can go, yeah, 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 whatever. Come on and keep pushing past that, you know? Yeah. And I really think that's important to, you know, find that edge, you know, whether it's cardio, whether it's a mindset, whatever it is, and just really step into pushing past it, you know, and that comes to the community of the people you surround yourself with. I think we were just talking about that recently, friends, you know, like who are your friends? You know, your, your friends should be your, your greatest, uh, you know, exposure to growth. They should be encouraging you to grow. They should be kind of asking you, you know, tougher questions or holding you accountable to things that are greater than you think possible. And that's kind of what coach did for me is saying, Hey man, what, what's with that mindset? Like, come on, let's push it. And a good coach and a good friend will do that. Like, no, nah, you're, you're better than this. You know, when you and I talk, I mean, I think we're our greatest cheerleaders of each other, you know? Like, man, you got this. You're world-class. Let's go, you know? Yeah. And, and it's so important to, to have that in life and in jujitsu and everything. 
Yeah. And it's not only just the encouragement, it's people that are like there to push you past your comfort. And some people are adverse to that. Like some, some people don't want, and maybe if, maybe it's somebody listening, you know, there's some people who don't want, who look at that as a negative thing. Like, Oh, this motherfucker's calling me out. Fuck him. You know, their ego that there's people who only have yes men around them. You know, I know people like that who, if, if you don't just, you know, if you push them at all, then they don't, why would they be friends with you? Because they're the fucking king of the world. And, you know, but that's not how you get better. You know, you need friends who are like constantly pushing each other. We push each other all the time and there's no anger in it. No one gets mad. It's just like, you know, whatever it may be like, Hey motherfucker, I've, I've been waiting for 20 minutes and I never heard back from you about fucking, are you jumping on this goddamn podcast or not? You know, and I'll give you a hard time about it. Like, let's go motherfucker, you know? And if I did it, you would do the same thing. And uh, that's what a good, good friendship is, you know, like constantly pushing. Like, I only want people around me who are pushing themselves and trying to push me, you know, and that's it. Anybody else is like, fuck you. Like, I don't I don't got time for that anymore at this point in my life, you know, so. Yeah, it's you know, when you see them go through a hard time in their life and they're like they're, they're very focused on, you know, the struggle they're in in the moment and they can't see past that and it's it could be you know a time where it's like look they're just venting and let them vent right but that's not a, a building of a relationship that's not a you know we're, we're both adding value to a relationship when you know which is a connection between two people it doesn't matter the type of relationship is always based on two people interacting and where's the value in that you know so really digging into that and just add value today instead of coming here and complaining about stuff like and i'm not saying there's not a place or time for complaints because me and you go through our hard times too but once you do that go okay now now that you heard me vent where am i not what am i not seeing where where am i being short-sighted where am i being egotistical where am i being you know a flawed you know and i think each relationship should be pushing us towards an edge that we're not comfortable with you know, in jujitsu, we roll against each other. Me and D just rolled against each other yesterday. And it was like, dang, it was hard. You know, it's like, we're really pushing each other. And I was telling him like, you better not quit. You better submit me. You're going to go for the goal. He's going to compete in a couple of weeks. I'm like, you better get that gold medal, man. Come on. And I was just fighting and fighting all I could until he finally got me at the end of the roll. Boom. Got me in a choke and he got me. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, he did not give up an inch until he got that submission. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't give up an inch until I made him. He, I was like, I'm not going to stop until you get it. And I have no choice, but to tap. And like, we pushed each other to our edge, you know, and that's yeah. what we gotta constantly try to do. And if I see something like, maybe it's a mindset thing. Like, hey, what, Hey, check out this book. Hey, what, you know? And yeah. if like, like me and you talk about like, Hey, this is something super important to me. I love this. This is something I love. This is who I want to be as a person. And then you remind me like, Hey man, don't ever forget this. Don't let this dream go away. Step into this. Yeah. And I think jujitsu calls us to that. It calls us to an edge that normally we don't want to participate in. You know, we all, what's so funny about our brain is it's wired for survival. And so even with like jujitsu goes against our brain's wiring almost. Like our brain, mm. our brain wants, you know, comfort. And so when I get tired, my brain's like, Oh, sit down, you know, stop participating. And so I have to go against the very, you know, conditioned wiring in my brain and go, Nope, keep pushing, you know, and Nope, push past this. 
and it just really goes against our brain survival mechanisms. And it's so cool to see that and then start applying that to your marriage, apply that to your parenting, apply that to whatever, like we talk about here. It's so impactful because, you know, making failure something that is a growth tool can change your whole life. And that's what jujitsu all it like. I just keep failing and failing and failing and have to reset and try again and reset, you know, because a lot of times, and I don't know if you got this ever in your, but I, when I'm struggle with passing and like coaches teaching us, when you get into someone's guard, whether it's De La Hiva, reverse De La Hiva, something, they have a hook. It's set up. Why are you pushing forward into that? You're, you're giving them the sweep and God dang like i'm frustrated because i'm stuck now i'm in their guard like what the and so now i'm you know getting myself off balance by pushing forward and not you know going okay the reality is is i'm in this guard now so now i have to address the issue and not just kind of being blind to the issue and just forcing my way through which we do in life right maybe we're struggling in a certain aspect of our life but we just want to numb out or ignore it and get tripped up by life and then we're like man life's jacked up it's it's screwing me over it's you know, hard on me or, you know, you become a victim, but you're not addressing the reality of what is really taking place and just moving towards that instead of, you know, so literally you can compare jujitsu to anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's, man. that's my, my moral of the story. That's your, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. There we go again. Like you said, there, there are so many things I wanted to touch on right now. And by about the fifth one, I'm like, fuck, I can't remember the first one now. Fuck. God damn it, William. Um, but one thing I was, one thing I was, uh, one okay i think i remembered three of them one of them was <laughs> one of them was uh when you vent this was at the beginning where you started talking about venting and when you vent to somebody because we, we we vent to each other and it's okay to vent you don't want to be the person who's always be every time you talk to them they're fucking being negative and complaining talking shit about the people around them and shit you know you don't want to be that motherfucker stop yourself right away if you're talking shit about the people around you all the time you know like no one wants to be around you you know but if you need to vent to a friend and make sure it's a friend who's going to push you because both. Okay. Uh, if, if I call and I have some shit going on and I talk to William or the same, if he talks to me, it's not going to be like, Oh yeah, man, I feel pretty bad for you, bro. Like, you know, yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck him. Fuck her. Fuck those. Yeah. You know, you're right. It's going to be like hey, motherfucker. Here's how you're going to fix this. Like quit complaining. This is where your mind should be. Why aren't you focused on this? Let, you know? And that's, so you want to vent. Like I want to vent to William because I know I'm going to get back a real fucking answer. I'm going to get something back that challenges me to get out of where I'm at mentally at that moment. So I just wanted to piggyback off the venting thing. And then the, the other thing was that we had a D mentioned. So we need to get that sound effect in here for that. Every time D is mentioned in the podcast. So you mentioned D and we didn't have any piano playing at that moment, but D hello D he just released his lock us brand, which means strength. And, uh, you know, pretty dope thing he's got going. So check that out. I think it's under, it's uh, at lock us brand, L A K A S B R A N D. And uh, yeah, good shit. Just go check it out. Give him a follow. Good dude. He's on episode 20, 20, what? 23. Yeah. Look here. On the, here here's a sticker right here. Check that out. If you're watching the video. Um, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah. Anyhow, D there's your weekly shout out, bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, he rolls, think, he's a blue belt. Jeff sent me like a tune on Instagram. It was funny that like it was a really good sound. I was like, oh yeah, we'll have to like what was it? 
Oh, about D? He sent me like, yeah, he's like, because he like, listened to the episode. Play this like, one, D. He does need his own time, like his, his own music. <laughs> so. D should have it. D should have it. Maybe D plays the piano and he can like orchestrate his own fucking, you know, D's a multifaceted dude, you know? So oh, yeah, he's talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny we fucking talk about D every goddamn episode. Um, it's anyhow. funny because me and him bring our kids and we're like, we're always going to the same classes. So it just, it works out. Yeah. yeah. It works out great then there was something else oh something else i wanted to you were talking about passing and it made me think of and maybe these some jujitsu people can relate to this shit because we did pat we did like uh like knee slice passing for like a month and, and it was just positional movement drills you know pummeling legs from standing up while they're seated all these different grips and fucking leg drags and like you know and my mind was blown by that month you know Cause you're doing it so much cool shit and we're, we're doing it for a month, doing it for a month. And then God damn it. A couple weeks later, we're doing some other shit. Now we're doing these really dope sequences, you know, like, like arm bar to the back, you, you know, you're doing the arm bar to get the back take the arm bar isn't really an arm bar unless you have it, but they defend and you take the back and then from the back you sweep and from the back you sweep into an arm bar and then they're going to defend it. And from that defense, you take a, the other side arm bar. So basically you're, hitting the arm bar to do all that other shit you know like this is where i'm gonna end up this is how i'm getting there anyhow amazing shit right i'm like fuck my mind is blown every day but i'm like then i start doing my buddies like hey let's drill that that fucking passing we were doing fuck i don't remember any of it i don't goddamn remember any of it you know i don't know if i'm just fucking you know i don't know maybe it just didn't stick with me but i'm like goddamn how do i get good at this shit if i forget all the shit i learned you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because there's so much, there's so much shit going on. So anyhow, I'm sure there's people that can relate to that shit, man, because you, you just get so much info, but I mean, there's people that get really good. So I guess you just slowly pick the things out that work for you. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the trick. I mean, you, you take, you know, maybe out of all the, you know, it's like my rants, like what's one insight you got out of it. And let's talk about that. You know, it's, you take what you can, you know, because that's what I think we're all kind of, you know, receivers of information and how do we take in uh, as much as possible. We're, we're learning how to be better students. We're learning how to be better learners. And I think that's really imperative in jujitsu. It's, you know, coach will show us something. It's like, how, what's the best opportunity for me to take this in and learn it the most efficient and, uh, you know, effective way. And that's taking notes, right? Like, you know, taking notes, you know, after your, your class, maybe that's recording your roles and looking at, you know, certain things that you're, you're doing, um, you know, things like that, you got to be able to take this stuff in. And that's where it's really challenging to be uh, a good learner. And we're learning how to do that. It's not easy. Yeah. Recording is probably good recording shit. I'm going to start doing that recording yeah uh what i'm learning i don't do that enough you know yeah and, and sticking to like certain fundamentals uh enough and and that's where you start to realize like everything you do you need to slow it down like we it's funny how quickly we get in a hurry and things yeah. you know oh, i'm busy here doing this i'm busy doing that i gotta hurry this up and we begin just you get into this fast-paced rushed version of everything and jujitsu tells you like to slow everything down slow down when you're drilling you know yeah. Because if you rush and you skip, like coach was saying this yesterday with the drill we're doing, he's like, look, slow it down because yeah, you may be getting, you know, 
in the flow and just kind of rushing, you're going to skip one step. That's the key step to the whole move. And then you're, you're halfway doing it. But when you get into live rule, it's not going to work. And I'm like, dang, you're right. Cause mm-hmm. that one grip or that one, you know, placement of the knee or whatever you're doing, if that's off, it's off. And so it's like, slow down to speed up, right? Slow yeah. down. And it's, we don't yeah. take the time. Even this podcast, it really helps to slow down. And this, I think slows us down. Um, morning routines, you know, journaling, um, taking the time to take notes and really get clear on what am I focused on, right? Like, how do I learn this move? You got to slow it down. You got to break it down. Very simplified uh, step-by-step process and get very clear on what you're trying to accomplish. And I felt that the other day, like just overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And I'm like, man, how do I, what do I need to be studying right now in jujitsu? And I'm like, fundamentals. What are you talking about? What do, you, what do you mean? Like get back to the fundamentals. If you're ever overwhelmed or kind of off track, go right back to fundamentals. Where, where, where are you focused? Because the benefit is my little guy is training, you know, and learning. And he's like, Hey, can you, can you help me practice uh, escaping the mount? And I'm like, sure. So we were in his bedroom and he was trying to escape the mount and I was just showing him little things. And then uh, showing him like, man, if you have your feet on the mat like that, you're always, they're always going to pass and get, get you in mount. And so I just showed him getting his feet up on their hips and, and using that to get guard again and get to close guard or whatever. And every role he was doing it, he's like a yeah. little sponge, but he just slowed down and practiced a little bit. And then he knew what to do. It was really impressive. I think we all need to do that as humans. Just slow down. Yeah. There's yeah. always, there's like, I've noticed that during, like during drills at this point now, like it's, I, I do them really slow, man. You, you get so much more uh, efficient when you just make sure every movement is precise in the yeah. drilling. There's no point of fucking like I got one partner who's like, dude, he's blue belt. He's, he's good, man, because he's so fucking athletic and young and fucking strong and top game doesn't play guard. Look at motherfucker, you know, never plays guard. But during drills, I don't drill with them anymore because I'd be getting injured and shit when he uh you know, I get injured off drilling with the motherfucker because it's like ev- everything's jerky and sh- like missing steps and just <clears throat> especially if the coach walks by like, goddamn, God forbid, goddamn, the professor walks by while he's drilling on me and shit. He's going to go 100 fucking 20 percent, you know, and miss everything. And I'm going to end up with like a swollen lip and shit, you know, or like a fucked up shoulder or something, you know, so I just avoid training with that motherfucker drilling with him. Don't be that guy, you know, relax. And, and speaking of relaxing, uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of, and you know, I'm, I'm a pro marijuana guy, you know, William's not a marijuana guy, so I don't want to speak for William, but, uh, but I don't think William has anything against it, but, um, I know there's a lot of guys who smoke, um, marijuana before they train. It's like pretty big in jujitsu, you know, um, there's even competitions now where you, the guys smoke, you know, like high rollers, jujitsu, Actually, they have a tournament coming up, and I'm getting some more of this, but they have a tournament up, cop versus stoners, so it's that seems pretty dope. So it's cops who train versus stoners who, who train. Um, but I have never really I'll, – I'll get – I'll smoke a little bit sometimes, but recently, the other day, I took a few hits, like, 
for those who smoke, I got fucking high as a motherfucker before I went, you know, like sometimes you get a little buzz, but sometimes you get just, you're like, oh shit, I took one, one hit too many on that motherfucker. I'm sitting there in my car before class, just fucking pondering my whole life and shit. I'm like, damn, should I even be doing jujitsu? Why am I doing this shit? Who the fuck am I right now? You know, what the fuck's going on in my life? Do I even exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I start thinking about God and shit. I'm like, fuck. All right, let me go in here. God damn it. Here we go. You know, I'm, I'm breathing heavy and shit, but I went in and it was, it was, uh, I totally saw the huge benefit for me of that. It's really a good combination for, for me. And, you know, like I, everything was slowed down. I had no fucking need to, we didn't even roll. We went, we went and trained and, uh, me and my partner, we had to kind of open mat. We had the key to go train and we didn't even fucking roll. We were just drilling at a really slow pace, relaxed. I had fucking some reggae on. And that was one of the most, my, we had a conversation. I've realized things about jujitsu. I hadn't even realized, but I've never really like my, my jujitsu mind expanded hugely just in that one day from getting high as a motherfucker and going and training jujitsu and talking about it. So, um, if you're a smoker and you haven't smoked, if you, if you're a marijuana guy, I, I look at, to me, it's a medicine, man. It's really a religious, it's like a spiritual sacrament for my life. It always has been. And, uh, if you're that guy and, and, and you don't, you, you haven't tried it with jujitsu, I fucking highly recommend it. And you know, I'm into health and mindset and being happy and I don't fuck with any other, you know, I only fuck with plants and that type of shit. I don't even drink alcohol, but, uh, I highly recommend that be, and I bring that up because you were saying slow down and fuck, I slowed way down and, and, uh, it, it was huge for me. So anyhow, there's that. Yes. Yeah. It was funny yesterday we were rolling and we, we line up real quick and coach will pick your partner. And I was just like, man, I smell weed. <laughs> One of the guys, like, uh, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Right. I have noticed, I have noticed, uh, Cause I've, I've like through social media, since we've done this, I've like started following some of your training partners or like we've become kind of friends, some of these guys or whatever through social media. And I've noticed like, there's um, quite a few of them are fucking stoners, you know, out of the ones that I've been, which is not a bad thing. It's, you know, it's, and I think it's really, be, it's part of the, there's a lot of people in jujitsu who are, it, it, they kind of just go together, you know, if you're, if you're a stoner, which yeah. is strange, I don't know how it is but it, it is well it, it's just really cool because the community is so inclusive you know like there's such a diverse amount of people even when we were at that uh that competition you and i got to go together it was just like seeing some of the guys that weren't competing i'm like oh i've never even talked to them outside the you know being in a gi <laughs> and yeah. and so it was just like it was weird seeing them in just normal clothes i'm like oh you get to see like oh wait a minute like i'm really close to this guy and and none of this like the way they dress, the way they act, like who they are outside of, you know, being on the mats really mattered to me. I just got to know them on that level. And that was so much more important. And yeah. that's a really cool quality of life where it's like, you know, I, your choices and in, in your options in life, they're up to you and you do whatever you want, but on the mats, we're equals and, and we're connected and, and we just, you know, we're close. It's really cool. Cause yeah. there's very different people that even as a cop, like you only hung out with cops. You're, you're just like, that was your, that was it. And it, and you're very judgmental, like, no, 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 only this kind of person and that kind of thing. So it's really cool, man. Like, I, I just really think slowing down and, and finding those edges 
and realizing like you don't rush through them. You know, anytime we feel any discomfort, we hurry it up, you know, get the heck out of there. You know, it's that instinctual thing, but yeah, there's some value in slowing down in life. And if that tool, which is a medicine, you know, if that medicine gives you that ability, go for it. You know, yeah. if it, it helps you in those areas, do it. Yeah. Um, but there's many tools and just find the ones that work for you. And, and they're all good as long as they're used the way they're supposed to be. Yep. For sure, man. I, I, I agree. Yeah. So, but it's been cool. Like a, a bunch of the guys at, at the Academy have been reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm listening to the podcast stuff. So it's been oh, a yeah. lot of fun connecting with them, you know, and you, you get to, you get to see like the effects that, you know, your interaction with them is having. And then, um, you know, every, we're all learning together at the same time. So I'm excited. It seems like our Academy is really growing uh, now that we got through all that COVID bullshit, you know, and you know, we're, it's coming around again, but still, um, it's, it's cool to see like all the blue belts are starting to advance towards purple and like, there's a big group of white belts coming in and it was been crazy the last couple of weeks though. Like there's some people there going through a lot, you know, you can see like people are going through like, uh, you know, one of the guys lost a family member and there, you know, there's all this stuff going on in personal lives and you can see like, because we're connected through jujitsu, we're able to be there for each other. So I thought that was a really cool thing too, because sometimes you do got to slow it down and go, you know what? It's not all about the training too. Like, yeah, we roll together, but there's times where you're sitting there on the mats talking to it and you realize how much someone's going through and you're like, man, I'm glad you're here, you know? And uh, if you need anything, let me know. You know, we're, we're connected now. We're family, you know, we're, we're in this together and we've been through stuff on the mats and you know, whatever's going on in your personal life, I'm here if you need anything. And I think this important message to get out there is you're not alone. You know, I felt very alone after law enforcement and kind of that route that I took. Not fun, man. No. Being alone. Loneliness so. is a fucking, you know, loneliness is a, uh, I think who's uh, Aubrey Marcus was talking about that. And he was, he was referring to loneliness as an epidemic, you know, yeah. like there's, there's a lot of loneliness, especially now the way that, the world is all the bullshit going on in the world man there's a lot of people who are alone and feel lonely you know and probably with loneliness comes hopelessness you know and with hopelessness comes fuck darkness you know what i mean so yeah we're blessed to be able to have a community of people in jiu-jitsu who you know you're not you're not judged you are who you are and if you go in and you have heart and you uh you know you like to scrap then you you're going to be accepted by the person across from you. It doesn't matter who you are. I think we've talked about that before, man. Like, um, you know, for instance, there's this white belt who's been here for like four months. I've, he's rolled with everyone for some reason. He, he never rolled. He'd rolled with everyone, but me until yesterday. And I've never fucking been friends with him. I haven't talked to him, nothing, you know, because you're busy rolling and shit. And then finally you roll with them and you, you scrap for a few minutes. And all of a sudden, like every time you see them, you're, you're friends you know, and that's what jujitsu offers. It's that, that kind of primal human natural connection that we've lost in our society. You know, people are so disconnected from themselves, from God, from their truth, from, from other humans. And, and we're able to get that in, in, uh, in jujitsu, man. And, and it's easy real quick. It's easy to not, you know, you see some guys they'll show up and then all of a sudden they don't cause shit's going on in their life or whatever. And that shit happens, man you know, that happened the other day that happened to me, I was going to jujitsu and 
you know, I had it planned out, you know, you got to plan out your day, get the timing. And then, you know, somebody, I got a call from somebody who was being a fucking bitch and, you know, <laughs> um, you know, baby mama and, uh, you know, fucking fucks up my whole schedule, fucks my mind up. And, and on that day, I'm in the parking lot at jujitsu and this bitch pissed me off so much that I just was like, fuck it. I can't concentrate. You know, I just pulled out and left. I went home and sat in my own fucking anger, you know, and I had to get out of that mindset. I know it would have worked if I went into jujitsu, it would have helped, but I wasn't even feeling it. You know, I was like, fuck it. I'm leaving, you know, like my mind isn't where it should be. And, uh, but then the next day I went and I'm good. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, the little things around us can really affect us. And, uh, it's just a constant game of, of getting better and working on ourselves. Yeah. That's what I'm learning is showing up when I'm not hundred percent, you know, and that's all self-judgment. That's not the circumstances outside of us. That's all internal, you know, cause I'm, there's some days, man, there is a, a day not too long ago, a few months back where I was just like frustrated, you know, just getting into it with my wife and I didn't want to go. It's like when we experience stress in whatever form or fashion, we just ball up, we isolate, right. We just kind of constrict and being at jujitsu, like, even before I started warmups, coaches like looking at me like, what's up? You all right? I'm like, Ugh, I'm so frustrated. And he's like, he could tell. Right. And I just, you know, started rolling. I started going. And, and before I know it, like it just, it brings your focus to, you know, where you're at and it takes you out of that internal dialogue that's going on inside your head. It's so important to push through that, even when you don't feel like it, or even if you know you can't show up at 100%, which we require of ourselves all the time, right? We demand that of ourselves when it doesn't even make sense. But it's like the best thing you could do and is focus on how you're going to feel when you leave, not feel like not worry about how you're going to feel trying to get there and like getting to the, the, you putting your gi together and, you know, getting ready. I just, I just don't intrigue that dialogue. I don't even play with it. Like, oh, well, you should just focus on this or stay here and do that. And it's just like, all right, chatter. I don't even, I don't even get with that conversation. I'm not even talking back to that voice in my head because I know it'll take me off my plan. Right. And it's the, the, the distractions, the discomforts, the edges and the, the fears or the doubts or the overwhelms and the angers, like all that stuff is in your brain to throw you off track. And that's yeah. where you need clarity is like, Hey, I committed to being there. I'm showing up. My body doesn't feel like it. My brain doesn't feel like it. My emotions don't feel like it, but I'll show up at 40%. Even, even if I get rolled up and I'm gonna get my butt kicked, so be it. You know, um, maybe I need that lesson that day. And just showing up is so much more important because when you show up, you feel different about yourself. Uh, even if you didn't show up at your best, you still showed up. There's some kind of uh, mechanism in your brain where you start valuing yourself more. So that's like a challenge we got to do is, is showing up and granted, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, how hard it is to show up with the amount of time you put into training and, you know, getting dinners and family and all that stuff. It's a commitment that it's a big commitment for you and your family. So I'm not saying show up every day or else like, you know, at the expense of your family and all that, but man, especially when you're struggling emotionally, you know, I even reached out to the guy that had a loss in his family. I'm like, dude, sending my condolences. I'm thinking about you I'm here for you. You know, we miss you on the mats. Like, you know, I want him to come back, like come home, like come to this place and feel supported by your, your community. Right. And that's yeah, where, man. even if you're showing up in, in your shit, like you're fucking pissed off. Hey, bro, let's roll it out, man. Let's, let's, let's roll. 
you know, I'm cool with it. Like, let's just let it out, man. You need to be here. You know, you need to be supported. And I think we reject support and, and, and like people's compassion and, and consideration at times, you know, because we get so isolated. Loneliness is a bitch, man, but it's familiar. And we go to what's familiar that when we, when we feel like we're in stress or whatever and anger, we just go to what's familiar yeah. and we can screw ourselves over by being stuck in that a lot of the times, man. Yeah. The, uh, I think one of the powers of, of going in there and, uh, and, and training when you're, because a lot of our struggles are just in our mind, you know, everything is in our mind and we're thinking about what just happened, which is the past, which no longer exists or we're worried about some shit coming up, which is in the future, which is still doesn't fucking exist. And the only thing that exists is right now, you know, like uh, I was listening to Joseph Murphy talk. Is that his name? Joseph Murphy, the hero's journey guy. And he was talking about how Joseph Murphy, Joseph, no, 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 Campbell. That's yeah. a different camp. Joseph Murphy is a mindset guy. Joseph Campbell, right? Yeah. Um, the, 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 the cave we fear enter holds the treasure that we seek. That guy, he was saying that, uh, he was talking about eternity and he was like, eternity isn't he was like, we think of eternity as this long, as this long amount of time. And, and he said, first of all, time doesn't exist. Time is just an illusion. Time is just made by man to keep us in order. Time isn't a real thing. And eternity isn't some long way away. The only thing, the only thing that eternity is, is right now. Like this moment is eternity. This is all we have this fucking moment. What are you doing with your eternity? Because that's all it is right. This fucking moment you know, and, uh, and so then if this moment is eternity, how do we bring ourselves into eternity? How do we bring ourselves into this moment? Well, you, one way is, is meditation. And to me, jujitsu is meditation because it brings you into eternity. All of your thoughts about the past, all of your thoughts about the future disappear when you're in there focused. And so, you know, you can go sit on a mountain in silence, you know, to meditate, or you can go into jujitsu. And I, I choose jujitsu for that because that's the best meditation I've found that's the best thing I found to take me into the into the moment. You're fucking focused on right now. You know, everything you've been thinking about is gone, you know, at least for that hour. And if you can meditate like that for an hour and a half, where you're in the moment for an hour and a half, all that shit was fucking you up before is gone afterward, you know? So yeah, anyhow, bring yourself into eternity. And, uh, and real quick, man, thank you to like uh, you were saying that a lot of the dudes from your academy have been listening and we're getting more listeners. We're getting a lot, we're getting downloads, you know, we're in the thousands now. So, you know, thank you to anybody before I forget, you know, super grateful for all you people that are downloading our podcast that we're sharing this, these conversations we have, like we, we appreciate the fuck out of it. So, you know, and thanks yeah. for letting us know that you're listening. Yeah, you know my I mean? buddy Billy too. He's been listening and sharing it with the people he works out with at the gym and stuff. So, is he um, a jujitsu guy? Uh, he's done jujitsu in the past. He's not at rivalry though. He's just a buddy that I know. So, really, a shout out to him. That's awesome, man. He's listening and sharing it and finding value in it. And uh, he right reached on. out to me and told me that. So, um, really great dude. So excited, man. Excited that people are connecting. Uh, with us and connecting with our message and and i'm excited for what's coming you know we got some cool guests coming and and some stuff lining up and and jumping through the hoops of figuring it out how to line it up and how to do the timeline of it all is is fun you know we're figuring it out you know and that's what i think most of the time in jiu-jitsu it's you know like i always said like eliminate all the mistakes thinking first that's the first part everyone's so excited to get the outcome 
that they skip all the beginning steps and all the like, oh yeah, first you don't even get to do the starting line. You got to go to all the that's keeping you from stepping up to the, the starting line. And then for once you're at the starting line, then you start developing the fundamentals to begin to, to make progress. And, you know, and so this is a long journey, but it's fun trying to figure out schedules and switch things and do this and line it all up. And we're jumping through some big hoops. It's a lot of fun, man. We're creating bigger problems in our lives to become resilient enough to make find different solutions. It's it's really cool to see the, the journey that this is taking and and just one person at a time that it impacts. If it's just one person that says, wow, I, I love this, you know, or you connect with it and you know, it's, it's really cool to connect with someone about something like this that we're creating uh, yeah. because we wouldn't have this without jujitsu. It's, it's really exciting, you know, yeah. just trying to add value to jujitsu and, and into the community. It means so much. Yeah. Or to hear somebody talk to, you know, you hear like someone will say something to me about some shit I said on fucking this, like episode 10 about my life. Like they, like, like they were in the conversation, you know, like, yeah, you know, and it's a, it's kind of a trip. It's a trip. Like, oh shit, you listen to that right on, man. Thank you. Fuck. I didn't know anybody was. I appreciate it. You it know, feels- and you and you let your test, like you were saying, man, like your test become your testament, you know. Like we're we're figuring out this podcast, you know. Like I've said before, we're episode 26. You know, where how good are we gonna be at this shit? Episode 100, you know, where are we gonna be at episode 1000? And then when you get to that point and someone asks you, fuck thousand episodes you guys are killing it you're doing this you're doing that you got these sponsors whatever you got going on how the fuck did you do it and well we had fucking a thousand days a thousand weeks of fuck fucked up mistakes that's how we did it and we kept doing it you know what i mean and that's jujitsu as well and we're able to apply that mindset to this podcast and to whatever else we do because all it is is just mistake after mistake after mistake. Like Winston Churchill said, you know, success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, you got to be willing to just fuck up every week, every goddamn week. When are we going to record this shit? Fuck, I don't know. What do you got going on? What do you got? I'm bringing the kids. What are you doing? Well, I got to bring the wife here. I got the kids this morning. And uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. I'm signing up for this fucking job and shit. Okay, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh, you know, and it's like, well, fuck, let's find one motherfucking hour. You know, let's find, we're going to find one hour and we do it. You know what? Last week we, we didn't, that was a, a failure on our part, but that's okay. You know, that's, that's going to make us, that's making us who we are as we fell through life. You know, it's the try it's in the doing in the action in the trying in the steps. That's where all the learning and the growth happens, you know? So yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It, here's another take on, and it kind of connects to D's uh, brand that lock us He's nuts. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a little too graphic um but like i was in the play I the was, goddamn music okay go yeah, ahead the back? and these people are out there boxing Hold up, start that start that uh start that over the uh that you were quiet for a minute there i don't know if it recorded tell the story about the boxing uh, I went to the park with my kids and okay. in the park, the grass area, they had like this whole setup. It was like Mayweather, like fitness boxing, you know, I had a picture of Mayweather and there's like these instructors are jumping around yelling and getting people to like, like box the air and stuff. And it just made me think like nature, you know, family and uh, combat was like the, the really like the breakdown, the foundation of that brand, which they're creating, which is really cool. And I'm like, as humans, we're like drawn to combat, you know, the, the challenge and the, the difficulty that it presents us, right. That voluntary struggle. 
and of course it comes in different fashions and forms like fitness in the park like punching the air or whatever you know or jujitsu which i think jujitsu is 10 times better for you but i'm biased and i was just thinking like man people crave that you know like it's been a part of our civilization it's been a part of our history from everything i've read about history for all the time you know like when you think about spartan warriors and stuff they crave it you know and i was driving to do the academy the other day it was yesterday for training and i was like pulling up where i turn in to go and I was tired, I'm sore, I'm hurting, like you were saying. And I'm like, I was born for this shit, man. Like I was born for this difficulty. I was born for this growth. Like it just, it ignites something inside you. There's a spark. There's a, like an endless, relentless spirit inside you that comes alive when you, it faces challenge. And so I think combat uh, in whatever form or fashion that you take part in it, which I would recommend doing it in a, a healthier formation of it, like jujitsu martial arts or even fitness boxing in the park but it's almost like humans crave that challenge that it's innate in us what do you think that do you think that's true yeah i think no yeah i definitely think that humans naturally you know are um you know that's what we're missing that's one of the things we're missing in our society as our society continues toward a place of pussification you know like (laughs) like you look at the fucking males you know males are slowly turning into females no offense i'll say whatever the fuck i want if you want to cancel me or you don't like it you can suck my dick but i have nothing bad to say about it but males are turning into females and shit you know slowly men are, are being less men you know they're less fucking men you know like if it at naturally we're we're combatives you know look at males in nature look at male animals in nature you know, even when they're not fucking fighting, they're fucking play fighting. You know what I mean? You get dogs. What do they do all goddamn day? They fight. And like people who don't know dogs, like, oh, your dogs are fighting. No, they're not. They're fucking around and having fun and like wrestling and shit. Leave them the fuck alone. They're not fighting. You know, uh, you see like chimpanzees. We talk about this a lot. Chimp- I was watching uh, two gorillas fucking fighting the other day. They weren't fighting. It was too big, like however big, the 600 pound pure muscle, two of these motherfuckers, and they're grappling. They were literally like, you know, pummeling and fucking doing takedowns, leg locks and shit, you know, these two <laughs> big ass gorillas. And uh, I think that's, you know, our primal instinct is slowly being taken away from us through domestication and living in this fucking matrix that we live in, where, you know, how much of a fucking, how much can we take the, how much, you know, as society grows, our natural instincts are slowly taken from us. That's why things like primal movement and eating organic and staying as close as you can to nature is so healthy because if not, you're going to be loaded with garbage and and medications and, and bullshit, you know, and working somewhere you don't want to work and living in this fucking box of a house and away from nature. And slowly we just become these little fucking lifeless beings, you know? And I think combat keeps us close to that for sure, man. It's that's why we feel so good when we do it. You know, that's why we feel so good when we get there and, and we wrestle and, Cause it's, it's part of our, it's part of what we do. You ever watch male lions, they bite the fuck out of each other. You know, they, they fight either they're fighting for real for a female or they're just wrestling around, you know? And, uh, I mean, I, you don't want to get to a place in society like the Egyptians got to a place where they were so spoiled and, you know, 
they just became so spoiled and narcissistic that they were covered in gold. The men lost all their athletic ability. They became pussified, you know, and, uh, and then their fucking empire falls. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm not, I, I don't, I think we still need fucking warriors walking amongst us, you know, for sure. Because, you know, it just keeps the, the, the fucking gene pool strong, I guess. I don't know. You know, yeah, I but, love reading about the Spartans and how they train like every day. Like I read like Stephen Pressfield has a pretty cool book on the Spartans. It was like a fiction book, but he like wrote a story about the Spartans and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's intense, the battles that they had and then the training that they do would die in training. Right. Damn. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's what, you know, like men have lost like rites of passage in life, you know, like pushing yourself to an edge which i love jiu-jitsu is the feedback loop in it where it's not just like punching air in the park like you know it's cool to do the moves like yeah yeah you're like doing the punches but there's no feedback like there's no application because i know that you know this from being on the streets and fighting people it's not the same like you could go punch a punching bag but once that punching bag punches you back and you get punched in the face and you're like whoa what the hell it's a whole different experience. Everything in life changes when there's an act of resistance against you. And you could see, I remember being in fights where that person instinctually got angry and was coming at me with, with ill intent in their eyes. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, and that edge is scary. That's a scary human edge to experience. And when someone wants to kill you, it's a different animalistic experience. And to be in jujitsu where not only can you train the movements and the, the, the abilities, the information that it provides you with the techniques, but then to actively engage in those techniques full out, like with all your effort without causing mortal injury, you know what I mean? Without causing detrimental harm. You, you learn so much, you train so hard, you can push yourself to some extreme edges without causing permanent damage. It's really amazing. It's an amazing art form because, you know, you could throw some punches at the park, like Mayweather, you know, fitness or whatever. Um, and, and maybe it gets you in shape and maybe that's your beginning of your journey. That's great. You know, do something. Be, I don't care if it's just walking, do something, be active. But to get that feedback of an actual experience of resistance against you, and thankfully, no one's trying to kill you at jujitsu. If they are, there's something wrong with them. They're weird, you know, but um, that experience, you know, that's an extreme, of course, our experience of law enforcement, but that feedback and that experience of having resistance against what you're trying to, you know, do is really important in life. Yeah, that's huge. And a couple of things on that one. Yeah, you can do like shadow boxing for fitness and shit, but and you're like, yeah, my cardio is getting good, this and that bro, that cardio, all of us, it's a different level of cardio when you got somebody in your face throwing punches, man, or taking you down, then you're like, fuck, all this cardio I've been doing isn't shit. You know, I need cardio with resistance. This is a totally different fucking level when you got an angry motherfucker in front of you trying to attack you, you know, and you experience that. Yeah. As a copy experience, I've experienced that because there was a time where I wasn't working out that much and I just kind of got a little bit lazy and you have somebody fight you or resist you or run from you you know, and you're you know, running after these kids who are like antelope and they're fucking literally jumping over fences in a single bound and shit, you know, and you're like, fucking, I ain't even going to try that mother. I'm not even going to jump the fence. Fuck it. See you later, bro. Get you on the next one, you little bitch, you know, and uh, 
but you, you know, you're running. I remember that multiple times you're running after a guy, you know, you've always been thin and shit like that or whatever with your high ass metabolism. But for me, you know, like lifting weights and shit, and then you get in a fight and you're like, you can barely breathe. You think you're going to have a heart attack and shit, you know, in, in a small tussle. And it, it, it really like reminds you, you know, like, fuck, you need some resistance most definitely, you know, and, and William, for those of you that don't know William, especially when he, how old were you when you first came on to the police department? 22 yeah 22 like you look at William now when William was 22 man he looked like fucking about 16 you know so here's this like 16 year old like white kid out there in the fucking hood you know dealing with these guys and like he was always getting in fights motherfuckers always wanted to fight him and test him I think it's because they wanted to test you like who is this little skinny motherfucker you know and so then William was fucking people up you know William was fucking people up out there man you know, knock, I, we already talked about it, but just like n- knocking people eye out and shit. I remember you, you were in my respect that day when you, you um, punch that dude that fucking punched you, that fucking little gangster punched you and you punched him back and his fucking eye was broken. You know, when we rolled up, I was like, yeah, all right. William, William's good. He looks like he's a 16 year old fucking kid from fucking, you know, Malibu or something, but he's out here fucking knocking gangsters out and shit. So, you know, William, you can hang out with us, motherfucker. <laughs> I think that's what got me on that team that I got put on is because I actually like showed up and was going for it. Yeah. Chasing people every night. Leg belt, leg belt. That's the thing. When someone ran, there was no fences. I wasn't willing to jump. There was no stop. Like I was all out. Like I will. And I remember chasing one guy. We went over so many fences and uh, I was running down the street chasing him because you're you're a good distance away from them. Usually you have to catch up. And so you have to run faster than they're running to catch up to them. And I remember it was a long run. We went really far. And I remember my, you know, I started to feel like I was going to throw up. My brain is like, man, if you go any further, you're going to puke. And I'm like, bring it. I'm going. And I just turned up to another gear and just went even harder uh, when my brain was trying to get me to stop. And I went and caught up to him, got him. And, you know, we, we fought after that and then got him into handcuffs and puked everywhere. But Mm-hmm. I did not quit. I was like, I will not stop. Like if I, if it's possible for me to catch you, I'm going to chase you down. And yeah. I just had that mindset, but it's, you know, what's weird, it, you know, in that experience is I remember fighting people and you could tell like instinctually inside them, even if they, in the beginning, they were fearful and weird and awkward, but there's just like this animalistic survival instinct inside of us. When you're fighting for your life, it was like they had this other different type of strength that there's, they would, the fight. And I'm telling you 30 seconds to a minute of a fight, like for your life is so exhausting and so long. Mm -hmm. So these fights we've had, I think the longest one I ever had as a cop was like two, three minutes at the most. And that is horrific. That's a horrible fight for your life. I remember being so tired. I was, I was pinning this guy down and I, I heard the sirens coming and me and him were fighting and we were both exhausted. And I was just, I heard the sirens. I'm like, okay, they're coming and we're fighting and fighting. And I saw the guy come over. And as soon as he got there, I just <laughs> fell over on my side, just dead tired. And uh, my partner yes. grabbed him and put him in handcuffs. And I'm like, oh, I was just dead tired. Like I just fought until the, the end. And Bro. that's so animalistic. But I remember in the middle of the fight, like him getting stronger and fighting more because he felt like I was, it was the end for him. And so inside all of us, there's this spark, this will to live. And we need to cultivate that. We need to know that we need to feel that at some point in our life. And I don't think you need to feel it in a fight for your life. I don't want that, but I do want you to feel it 
at your edge in some kind of difficult circumstance that you create in your life, like going to jujitsu or pushing your edge, whether it's running, you know, you can do it. There's some guys that run long distance and stuff like that. You hit a wall and running and you have to push past that wall. I want everyone in life to feel that spark, you know, to feel that, like that drive to live, to truly live for once in this life, not this like, you know, comfortable little, you know, bubble we've lived in, but to go outside that edge and be like, feel that risk. And like, I don't, this is 50, 50. I don't know if I'm going to make this, like, can I get through this? I've been on the bottom of a role with, with, you know, coach or someone that's just kicking my ass. And I'm like, man, I, can I push through this? And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the edge I want that I'm mm. crave that shit. I want to know myself better. And that's how you ask more of yourself in combat, you know? And then that allows you to show up in your family stronger when you're scared. Like there's a lot of uncertainty with pregnancy and being a parent, you know, like I got my kids fighting or whatever they're doing. And I'm like, okay, how do I want to show up? Like capable of being a good man in this circumstance. It's like, that reminds you because you've been through some difficult shit in combat, whether it's whatever you create for that, you know yourself better and you can show up more powerfully in your home life and in and, and your friendships and different areas of your life. You need that. There's this innate like survival, like instinct inside you that we can dig into and really elevate ourselves. If I don't know if you've ever felt that in a fight, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A couple things, man. A couple things on that topic. Um, number one, just going back to uh, being separated from our natural state of being from our nature in, in our natural state of being, we're constantly, there's constantly the possibility of death. And so we have to fucking walk through life with the constant possibility that you could die today, you know, and as scary as that is being a cop for 10 years, we did that. I did that shit 10 years straight, you know, like every day. That's why you see people hating on cops. And I'm like, you guys are pussies. You don't know. First of all, you couldn't do it. First of all, you'd never do it because you're a pussy. You know, if you're talking shit about the cops, the shit you see in the media, that's a fucking thankless job, man. You go to work every day. Your, your heart rate goes up when you step in your car. You go and put on a fucking bulletproof vest. You, you get your gun and you're like, well, I'm going to fucking live today. No one's going to fucking take my life. You know what I mean? If I, if I got a kill for my life, then so be it. You know what I mean? I'm ready. And uh, that's that that has done something for, for my life and for years, I'm sure, as far as growth, having to live in that natural state. If we were living on the fucking plains, hunting and gathering every day, you could die. You're on the lookout every day. Is that healthy? I think maybe it is. Maybe it's healthy for our soul and our spirit and our growth to be in that situation, you know. So I'm thankful for that. And then um, what you said about the uh, when you were fighting that guy in the in the backup rolled up bro, that like gave me, like I had a flat, like flash, like I got chills and shit, you know, because I've been in that situation, man. There's nothing, there's nothing like being in a bad situation and your boys show up, you know, your boys, the dudes who, you know, will die for you show up and they run up, <clears throat> they fucking run up and whatever they, whatever you need, they're there, you know, and, and we would do the same thing for them. And there's no feeling like that. You know, um, what came to mind was a uh, quick story. Uh, one time I was, uh, I was, I had a female partner for some reason. I always had the same female partner, which is fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's fine. I have nothing against, you know, there's really good female cops. This one was, you know, she was 
on the uh more into the beauty and shit like that so you know she had nice fingernails done and shit like that her hair was dyed and came smelling good and all that and i'm like that's good you know if, you know good for you but if we get in a fight i really don't feel like you're gonna fucking help me like i liked rolling with guys who like to scrap you know what i mean because i got in fights a lot you know and uh because we're going after assholes and you have to hold yourself back if your partner if you don't trust your partner in saving you so um we went to this loud music call at uh what was a peach and olive the uh crystal falls yeah it was crystal falls it's something else now and that place lake bell city fucking drug deal city pimp city you know and uh we went to this call and it was loud music and the guy was playing too short and we we walk up and uh you know i like too short so i was fucking dancing when i walked i was crip walking when i walked up and shit and uh you know the uh there's kid there's dudes sitting outside like five or six dudes sitting outside and then there's this big motherfucker um standing by the door a big motherfucker like he, he ended up being like a this bouncer at this club he was you know he was probably like when i say big he would have been a big heavyweight in the ufc he was a big mother like six four six five big motherfucker you know and uh so we walk up and he was being a dick right away he's like you know what, what we're just listening to music like all right bro you know here's the deal we got it you got it was apartments and they're blasting fucking too short at like 1 a.m. Like, bro, you got to turn it down, man. You know, I don't want to give you a ticket. I just, just turn it down. I like your music. Have fun. Just turn it down, man. And he was like, he looked at me for a minute and then he was like, okay, I'll turn it down. And uh, he was being a dick or whatever. And so he goes inside, he turns it down. I'm like, okay, we can clear this call, you know? And uh, he comes then like a second later, boom, he turns it on back up. And he walks out and starts looking at us and dancing and shit. This big motherfucker, you know, like he's like, I ain't not doing what you want me to do. So then my partner with her pretty nails and shit, she, she goes over to, she's like, if you don't, if you're not going to comply, you're going to have to get arrested, you know? And the, you know, and I'm like, okay, there's two of us. No one else is here. There's like five or six dudes in this big motherfucker, you know? And I'm, I'm, my mind is like, okay, can I take all six of these motherfuckers? Probably not, you know? So uh she's like he's dancing fucking right in front of her she, she's like she's telling him she's gonna arrest him and as she's telling him this big motherfucker gangster motherfucker he's dancing right in front of her and he's not listening so she's like put your hand behind your back and he <laughs> and he's like no he's like uh he basically just is like fuck you you know so um she grabs his wrist and when she grabs his wrist He's still dancing and he just turns away. He turns away. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So those of you listening, this is where force comes in. This is where force comes in. You've been told, you know, people will see this on camera. Like you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. No, unfortunately you chose to live in this society and in this society there's laws. And if you're not privy to the fucking laws, then you need to get privy to the laws and understand what's happening in the situation. Don't judge what you see on the fucking media. You know, like this is where force comes in. If you like it or not, you know, if you like it or not, when a police officer gives you one command, the minute that you do not take that command and listen, a fist to the fucking mouth is fucking okay. Okay. You can, if I tell you to do something and you don't do it, I punch you in the mouth. I'm going to get away with that in court, whether you like it or not. That's just the way it goes in this society. Move the fucking wherever, move to another country if you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's the way it goes. So she, she, uh, he tells him to put his hands behind his back and this big motherfucker just turns around and doesn't do it. And I'm like, okay, now you got to go to jail. 
you know, now we got to get you to jail. So the minute he turns around, I hit him in the chest with the motherfucking taser. Bah! You know, I'm like, I'm not playing with you, motherfucker. Like there was no hesitation right in the fucking chest. Right when I hit him, he fucking stepped toward me with his fist. And then the electricity got him. <laughs> boom, right on the cement. So he's on the cement and he's trying to get back up. So I'm, you know, once you hit him with the taser, you can hit him again. You can send the electricity again. How many volts? 50,000 volts? Mm-hmm. yeah so he's on the ground you know getting fucking fried up he keeps trying to get up and i'm like really you know girl you had to start this shit you know yeah so then he's on the ground getting tased and his friends start charging at me you know what i mean so then i'm tasing him and i pull out my fucking but my expandable baton whack, and uh, as they come at me i start fucking swinging it at their heads and shit you know so I'm like, you get back, motherfucker, get the fuck back. And she's like standing behind me. And as I'm doing this, I'm like, hey, can you call for backup? Shit, you know, while I'm doing <laughs> I had to tell her to call for fucking backup while I'm doing this. And she's over there, you know, filing her nails and shit. <laughs> backup. <laughs> she called for backup. And, uh, you know, and, and this so then backup's got to come. It's a few minutes. You know what I mean? So. Um, but it worked. They teach you in the academy, swing this shit at their ankles or their whatever, and, and they'll step back. So there's six motherfuckers yelling at me. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. And I'm swinging the baton at their faces and shit, yelling at them while this guy, this giant is down here. But, you know, and that lasts for like two or three minutes of that intense fucking moment. Intense, you know, one wrong move. And these guys jump on me, take my gun and kill me, you know. And, and but when those fucking sirens when, when your buddies pull up at that moment, bro, what a fucking relief, man. Like what, how grateful for you are and that you build a bond that, that can't be broken, you know, because these motherfuckers will die for you and you're in these situations. And uh, yeah, just when you said that, it, it made me like, God damn, I remember that feeling being in an intense moment and, you know, your buddies are fucking flying with their fucking lights on, you know, putting their life on the line, flying there to get, get there to help you, man. And, uh, yeah, man. I just wanted to share that story. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Oh, one of the one of the hooks ended up going in his nipple too. Like he had one in his stomach and one of the hooks that from the fucking taser went right into his fucking nipple. I was like, yeah, fucking bullseye, motherfucker. It's carnage out there, man. You you yeah. cause some damage when you're living that. And and with the force, it's like understandable. Like I do think if police were trained better, the force of punching him in the mouth wouldn't be as necessary. But when you're in a fight for your life, which you are at every second when you're on duty, you are you are fighting for your life every second. Um, sometimes you don't have, you know, kosher options. It doesn't look cute, doesn't look sweet because it's not. You're like, hey, I'm not risking my life for you to be an asshole to me. It's not that funny to me. It's not that cute because my life is actually on the line. And no one really takes that into account because they would never put themselves in that circumstance, but they will judge the person in that circumstance very harshly uh, because they don't know what it feels like to have their life on the line like that. It's terrifying and it's horrific. And it's sad that we have to have people do that um, as a way of society. But I got to pop out of here pretty quick um, and get to Oh, shit. What time is it? um, Oh, yeah. We, We went past. Yeah, rate and right review on. Um, on Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, that helps it out a ton. Um, we read all those. We, we acknowledge all those. That they're super helpful. And, uh, dude, I think those are fun stories. And find that edge, you know? And I'm not saying in those circumstances, those are extreme. But we all have that, that survival instinct, that spark inside of us to truly live, you know? And death is a single moment in our in the entirety of our existence choosing to live that's the full life right like 
don't think that, you know, just existing is living, you know, death is a single moment that you may be caught up in thinking about all the time and in fear of, but the truth is, is you're avoiding truly living for all the moments you were given, you know, creating moments like this experiences like this, uh, living life to the fullest. That's where, when you look back on your life at the end, this memento mori, you know, when you ask questions of yourself, you're going to remember these moments that actually meant something to you. That's the quality. That's the, the value of life is, is being able to answer those questions you have at the end of your life with, wow, I really showed up. I had an amazing friendship. I did amazing things. I pushed myself beyond my edges and I really lived. I didn't just wait for death. Yes, sir. That's it. And jujitsu will at least help you with that a little bit, man. That's that's living. You're in there fighting. So yeah. shout out to all the jujiteros. Is that how you say that word? Jujiteros yeah. out there. Jujiteros. Jujiteros uh, coast to coast. That's a good podcast too. That's Frank's podcast. Oh yeah, check out Frank's podcast. And uh, yeah, man. Shout out to all the everybody. Shout out to everybody listening. All the cops out there, freaking putting their life on the line and and doing what they need to do. You know, to stay alive. You know all the gangsters out there fucking doing what they need to do to stay alive, you know, slanging cocaine and crack to make a little bit of fucking fetty in this bitch. Everybody's got to do what they got to do, man. You know, but don't, don't get mad when you get fucked up. So (laughs) anyhow. All right. Well, uh, that's a, that's a good episode for today. Um, and we will, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hit us up. Soul rollers underscore JJ on Instagram. Thank you, William. Yep. Love right. you. Yeah, have a good um, day, man. All right. Love today. you. Bro. Peace, man.